Hello, gracefully chosen community, and welcome to Foster My Stories, the achievement-focused podcast for foster care, adoption, orphan, inclusive of underserved communities. I'm your host, Shalina Michelle Tate, and on today's cast and soul, I'm super excited because I have a special guest today, Dr. Cheryl Hill. How are you doing, Dr. Hill? I am excited, Miss Tate. I'm <laughs> excited and ready. Let's go. Great, great time for conversation. Yes, it is. I'm super excited. Dr. Hill is a mentor to me. I'm super excited for the wealth of knowledge that she's going to share with you today. But before we get into the dynamics of who she is and what she does, I would love for her to tell you, the listeners, just a little bit about her background leading into what she does today. Well, first and have experience in governmental background and for the purposes of this program I have been a foster parent years ago though for at least five to six years served on the foster care review board and just was a community leader not only is she a dynamic mentor she definitely wears many hats Dr. Hill what was your upbringing like did your parents take in foster children or did you see that that was an issue growing up what was it for you when I found it was an issue. I am from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. And what that means to most people, I'm just a country girl. Country people take in peace. Yes. We are community. We are gatherers. And our house all the time was filled with people coming in and out. Yes. So even as I raised my family, it was cousins, community, and the house served as a nucleus, a place where people could come and gather, feel love, kindness, joy, and then listen, as far as a parent, though, really, I made sure <laughs> that house was set with snacks, yes. because I wanted to know who my children were hanging with, yes. what they were doing, so most of the people gathered in our home, and that was a strategic thing that I didn't even know that I was doing, yes. but it came from my upbringing. Yes. Just did community all the time. It was just natural when I was kind of going around the community and they were talking about the need at that time in the 80s and 90s, the need for foster parents. It was just a no-brainer for us. We do it naturally. I love how you said your upbringing was just basically a big family and how your family constantly had people there in the home. Uh, It sounds a lot like my very last foster home, their upbringing was similar where the foster mother came from a big family and similar to what you were saying, their parents took in really many from the neighborhood. They would clothe them. They would feed them. Family, a big family. That's definitely a need that's continuing to grow. Could you tell listeners about your journey as being a foster parent and how did that start? for you again let's go back to the roots country life for us yes oh everybody went to church okay yes <laughs> you put that we had the little patent leather shoes greased up our legs <laughs> we had clothes on and you went to church yes. and church served again as a nucleus of unity yes. of community and all of those things but church for me was okay this is what we naturally do but when i got older made the difference when you find out personally your relationship with God, and that's what I did. It's the late 20s where it just clicked. I'm like, wait a minute. Really? God, are you for real? Okay, <laughs> then you need to show me you. And so I went on my journey, and God began to speak and move, and so many awesome things happened to me. Yeah. Revelation, enlightenment 
commandment, I began to understand my purpose and what happened then, Ashalina. I didn't know, but attracted to young people, so I became a youth leader. Everything I did, I began to duplicate what I knew as the Sunday school teacher. Then we did things in the community, and still until this day, my children, they do community outreaches. They have their own back-to-school, things with the PTA, things with any family that has need, the food giveaway um, for the homeless. Now, my grandchildren, what do they do? The same thing. So what happened there, which was country life, which was normal for me, it came into my um, adulthood. And now, you know, it's multiplying. It's generational. So these things multiply, and that engaged the people in the community as far as the foster care, foster families. People have problems. Yes. And we need to know that even in your own family, you may have an intact family. I don't care how great your family is. Everybody has problems. To what extent is that? And so we should all, as a community, be helping. And so my faith is in God because God believed in me and he began to speak to me. And so hence what you see now, Dr. C, the Cheryl, the mother, the wife, the community person, that's all God. Yes, a powerful testimony. My previous guest, Rhonda Littleton, she was speaking on something similar, how where she's from, the church came together to help be an asset to the community. They felt it was their duty as believers, especially for foster care. Truth is, each one of us and all of our families, we have something. Everyone has their own issues. Everyone has their own concerns, but it's how we deal with it and grow from it. I'm super excited just to be talking to her right now. (laughs) 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 see, I see here where you said God has allowed you to mentor and be a great leader how did you become a leader could you take us on that journey as well when i minister i'm a consultant yes but when god tells me to minister to people meaning speaking to people speaking to their lives give testimonies that are relevant and practical i do that so here i am in my late 20s at this point so house full of kids maybe i want to interject here to say i was a foster parent before i knew what that was yes why do you know my kids they would say mom so and so is having problems yep. Yes. Promotion, promotion. Yes. And just to let the listeners know, 
I did not have a degree, didn't want one, yes. didn't want to go to college. Yes. Everyone in my family had a degree. Yes. I said, that's not for this girl right here. <laughs> I want to be a housewife. Yes. Can I just do that? No. <laughs> the plans for me were really orchestrated by God. Let me tell you about social services. Okay. We had our own business, and then we lost money. We lost our home somebody told me about stamps I said what is that okay. they told me I said okay let me go to the social services live for this food stamp yeah. thing and let me see what happens they rejected me because I came dressed up in clothes driving a Mercedes mm. I said no yeah. you're supposed to look broke you're yeah. supposed to act. I'm like what yeah. that was my first injustice and so I said no, I don't yeah. like the way I was treated yeah. if you let me get on the other side of that table I'll do better I applied <laughs> for the job got it and that was wow. my career start in government all the way to working with the White House, all yeah. the way to going over to Africa, working with presidential staff, yes. president, ambassadors, what they call NGOs, which are nonprofits. Okay. And that's how my life has been and yes. still is so dynamic because he opened those doors because you wasn't afraid to ask or express i want to see what it's like on the other side of that you wasn't wow. afraid to lord i want to make a difference because i don't yeah. like what i see because a lot of us and i know i can attest from my personal but a lot of us we do see injustice and a lot of times we feel we may not be qualified to address the injustice or we may be afraid or we may think that's above us but just for the fact that you was like lord if you get me on the other side of that yeah. you was willing to yes you was willing to take the steps so he opened the doors and wow testimony Even now, yeah. if I said God what is in me it's just yeah. like no it's wrong yeah. I don't like it and I'll start praying next thing you know whatever that thing is I'm doing that thing and stepping up for yeah. people Yes, it is faith. And I love how you was just transparent about, you know, no, I don't want to do that. I, I love how you said that. But it was like he could trust. Take us from, okay, now you're stepping into the arena. Listeners, I want y'all to be encouraged because Dr. C said some key things and don't feel as if life is over. In other words, you're never too old. You're never too young. <laughs> yes. And you're never too unqualified to be used for greatness. Dr. C, you took that first step and you kept taking those steps. And then God put you in front of leaders and ambassadors and presidents. Tell the listeners about when you got the call to the white house to work with the president <laughs> oh, my goodness. Again, here we go again. oh man i said i'm working in government now i'm promoted yes. from working as a case manager now i'm going downtown to the central office that's over all of the social services wow then i became director over all of the social services oh, wow. in my state wow okay? and then i'm job diligently yes. but going back to what you said not qualified always in the back yes. I said I don't have a degree God. <laughs> I said, the bathroom was my friend why uh -huh. I would have my breakdowns there why yeah. Yeah. you're in a stall nobody can see yes. you crying yes. okay <laughs> crying and praying I'm like God I don't know what I'm doing yeah. you need to help me I would be in meetings that I was never qualified but God would give he would tell me what to do. I would say, okay, yeah. thank you so much. Um, excuse me one second. Let me go to the ladies room. Yes. Girl, oh, wow. I'd be flying in that bathroom, crying. Wow. Crying at the response that God has given me for leadership, but also wow. crying because with leadership came abuse too. 
Okay, yes. Abuse where people try to tear your reputation yes. down. Yes. It was a lot, but I was trained in what we call the fire. Yeah. I was trained under pressure. Yeah. Any great leader, if you're going to lead anything, your training has to come with pressure. Otherwise, guess what? Yes. When something comes, you would easily implode or fail. You would fall. So that was part, the majority of my life, learning leadership okay. under pressure. Oh, and man. that resulted in praying for other people. Oh, they would come to me. Oh, guess what? The governor said, I'm going to be the director over the faith-based community initiative. And that was my heart. Yeah. But guess what I did? I said, I studied this for a year and a half, which I did. And President George W. Bush initiated this okay. initiative. And it went all over the wow. United States. I wanted to be a part of it, not necessarily that position. But these pastors would come up, and it's going to be me. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, listen, I've studied. Here is all the books and everything oh. I've studied. It was huge, boxes of books. Wow. I gave them everything I knew and had. Yeah. And then I said, if you ever need any help, let me know. Well, we'll see if we can find you a job. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh -oh. <laughs> Lo and behold, yes. another person got the job. The lieutenant governor was coming to the agency I work for. I asked our secretary, I said, could I go and help the lieutenant governor bring this initiative up? They put me on loan to help bring that up. And next thing you know, God had me take over that position. Wow. No degree, wow. nothing. But guess what happened? Because of what I was doing and the results that I brought to the table, they had to open up their office and they did an executive wow. order for this office to be faith-based and wow. put me in it. What? Next thing you know, I said, well, what is going on in D.C.? They mm -hmm. would have monthly meetings with every representative around the United States. And they ended up sending me. But I ended up, God used me rather, yeah. to put our state, which is the state of Maryland, okay. on the map. They said, well, we never hear about what Maryland is doing. I went, I talked, and again, my mouth, I'm like, this, 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 this is what we're doing. And that is my journey. I would see something, focus on it, and it would be in my heart that we need to do better in this thing. And even up until today, anything that I see that is out of place, out of order, where I am, I'm like, mm -mm, how can I help? What can I do? is the leader, yes. let us talk, let us set strategies. So I became known as a special advisor yes. and a strategist yep. to nation. That's what I do. You can't see me beaming, but I'm beaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. God had her as a master strategist. In other words, uh, really a soldier on the field mm -hmm. planted. And that's also the example of those scriptures. He uses what's considered the least to confound the wise. Oh. Yes. And because she was faithful in the few, she had to go in that stall, find that quiet place. And I that became, know. yes, mm. you know, I was asking, how were you able to overcome those obstacles? And you said it there at the beginning, you cried and then you learned how to pray, how That's to seek like God. Any wow. great leader that tells you it's not emotional, it doesn't affect you, they lie. Mm -hmm. They do. And I think it is good to be transparent on whatever you do, that there is an emotional component to being developed that you don't always have all the answers you don't yeah. even as a foster parent child <laughs> I said oh this is so good I'm gonna do this I'll do that but lo and behold next thing you know I'm getting ready to get a divorce okay. it was so tumultuous 
children. Mm. Oh my God. And so I'm telling people at the foster care what's going on, mm. and they provided a lot of support. Oh, I great. did end up um, getting divorced, but they said, no, we want you to stay a foster parent mm. and go ahead with adoption. And I'm like, are you guys wow. nuts? Didn't I just tell you what's going on in my life? Yes. Okay. So that brings us back to everybody has challenges. Yes. How you handle challenges is what helps you, keeps you. Or sometimes people break, they fall. Yes. Right? This is real stuff. So I had four children, and I was um, doing the emergency foster care. Oh, can you take this child for a couple of days, a yes. couple of weeks? Yes. Yeah. What people don't know when you're a real foster parent, you have to make sure that you're taking them to their doctor's appointments, yes. counseling, yes. and different things. So your schedule really does not become yours anymore because now you have this special person yes. in your family added to the things that you do, but how do you handle it? So even your disruption in life does not affect Dr. C, that's so vital. Just a few of my guests, they said many of the same thing. How you have to really have the compassion, patience, which area you fit in. Some people are respite care, others therapeutic. Also, there's trauma. That was favor for them to say uh-huh. to you, uh, no, you're fine with uh-huh. just you. They said, did you want me to increase your stipend? Wow. I'm just, my mind <laughs> at that time then, I'm like, this is yes. emotional. I said, no. I don't think I can because I still have to deal with my own family and the drama went on mentally. Did not want that to affect the foster children. So I had already done five years or so. That's when I had to step back and recalibrate and like, no, let me not do this. Yeah, but they were very supportive. Those emotions get built up and then if they're not placed right and help anybody. Listeners, if you happen to be a family that's faith-based and wanting to take in foster children and or adopt, respite care, it's so important for you to see growth as a family. Being real with them, how do they deal with, okay, now you have a foster sister and brother and now they've been returned to the home. So how do you deal with those emotions and how do you deal with that as a family? Dr. C, aside from government, foster parenting, when was the nudge for you to start G-Level Marketplace? Okay, so G-level means God-led, so G-level, and it means also what God told me one day, because I work with government, I've been in different places around the world, I experienced different levels of people. Even when I worked um, for the state, I always wanted to be the executive assistant, only because they were the ones responsible for doing what we called an all-staff that meant we would gather all the staff and we would do things to bring unity like the scavenger hunt making managers interact with the line staff so Mm. i said i could do that why because i'm in ministry anyway so i said god i could do that it was so fun and i'm like god (laughs) if i could get to do things like that what more could i do around the world so now i've moved from government i've done this i'm in leadership now i'm not crying as much right i'm not crying because i've learned some things and i've learned to stand up i've learned skillfully to go in and out arenas and in and out of different levels so now i realize what it meant and how it felt shalina when you are excited about something and no one takes note of you i think that is so detrimental especially when you have the ability the capability 
opportunity to give resources. And I'm looking all around, <laughs> and I remembered even in ministry, I would be so excited when I saw a leader, and it was just like, notice me. So I just want to know what you know. Will you talk to me? All yes. that. And people would pass people by. Yes. So God said, a CEO, a CFO, a CIO is not the highest place that you should desire to be. That's a C level. I want people at a G level, which means God-led. Let God enter into your businesses, into your government, into your school systems. So everywhere I go, whether people are Christian, Catholic, Muslim, guess what? My faith is released. Why? Because my faith is hope. It is integrity. It is strategies. And so I always, never do I look at who is at the top and influential. My call is who is trying to become. And I will turn and look at people and say, oh, I see. I will look at your vision. I will look at what you're doing. I will look at your heart. And if I have the means or know somebody that can add to what you're doing, that's what I do. And that's what G-Level is about. Deal with all years of influence, arts and entertainment, education, government, business, education, every sphere. It doesn't matter. But right now, my desire, 80% is to the Christian world. Why? Most of Christians, they don't understand the movements of the marketplace. Meaning, anything outside of the four walls, Mm -hmm. they think everything must be done inside the house of God, which is not true. And so people that have ideas, that can act, that have movie abilities, that can sing, do you shut them down? No, that's a gift from God. So now that's what we do. That is how I met you and so many others around the world. I'm like, so what is God using you for? That's what we're going to tap into, that it can become great. And that you realize, just like I learned to realize, what your purpose is period honored to actually also be a part of g-level and listeners if you've been inspired by what dr c has been saying so far and especially about the g-level marketplace group please look it up on linkedin also have a facebook group it's g and it has like the little hyphen in the middle level christian marketplace group look up what they're doing there's so many dynamic leaders and individuals a part of that group miraculous nearly every week really making strides in their communities locally, globally, and soaring. And of course, as always, because it is G-level, they are God-led. Dr. C, you are author. So I would love for the listeners to hear about your new book that has come out and where they can find it. Well, actually, it's not. Let me tell you this story. Okay? All right. This is true. All right. <laughs> books. I didn't know I was an author. And God, I said, sit down and write. All right. All right. Books came out. <laughs> 14 years ago, and I did nothing with them, but I put it up on Amazon, but got to just put it up, and I left it. Then, about, let's say, five years ago, I went to another G-level member's house. I said, you know what? Let me just get away for a week at your house, and I did. I spent five weeks at her house, but it was God. Do you know? I started writing and couldn't stop, but I wasn't writing for myself. I people called ghost writing, or I helped other people write their books. Wrote six books in five weeks. Wow. Got up in the morning, <laughs> couldn't stop writing. Okay. Even to the point right now, I am viewing books with Becky Duke, and we 
you're doing that, helping people get, again, their gifts out. But the book that God now has me letting people look at, really, about in any organization, is called Rethink. What do we want to rethink? We want to rethink how your organization runs, how you treat your line staff, what you can do and become involved. And we even want the staff to rethink, why did you get this job? And you were excited about the job when you got it. A week or two later, you went to the water fountain, you got involved gossip. But really, your job was to come and bless the organization with your skills. Let's rethink what has happened, that when you're an employee, that you are coming to bring added value to a company or an organization. What happened? How do you get back on track? So the tagline is from the snack room to the boardroom. Oh, you yes. need to rethink. Yes. Everybody's important in any organization. When you remove one person, move the structure which weakens the organization or the company. Everybody is important. So the book is let's rethink what we're doing. That's it. That book sounds dynamic because that's a key thing to ponder on in any field where you fit in. And then sometimes we do have to take a step back and reevaluate. I know when I left North Carolina, I started paying more attention. This is not just a job. Why am I here and who am I here for? To really learn that you're an assignment. And sometimes your assignment may be a month, a year a week and your job is to find out what's the assignment and then you can't really go <laughs> i'm learning this too till you're released yeah. to the next assignment love how you said laughter is a key thing that helps keep you going resources and time were limited you would like to travel to build communities and businesses and to do training which i think oh, yeah. is key especially the marketplace dr c other than being a dynamic author and of course a leader are there any projects or anything you're currently working on or desiring to work on for the future We are, listen, we have no previous experience, right? But there was a book, and you know the book called Contempt that Miss Becky DeWitt wrote. She sent me this book. And you know, a lot of people, Dr. Becky, you read my book. I'm like, God, Lord. (laughs) I hate that. I really do because what if the book is not good? What do you do? So I said, I promise to read the book. She titled the book something sitting at his table. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh. So I read the book. I started screaming, jumping. My emotions were everywhere. She is a prolific writer. I said, you've got the wrong title. But she did tell me, she said, she prayed. And the Lord told her to give me the book. I'm like, God, why would you tell her to give me the book? Why would you tell her this? And I'm like, oh my God, I read the book, changed the name to Contempt. Wow. I said, after I read the book, I said, no, this is about contempt. It is about deceit. It is about lies. And it is about miracles. Will God come in the underworld? So this is about an underworld clan. It is so well it will blow your mind. So I said, you know, it's going to be a movie. We prayed for two years. I knew somebody that knew how to get to two giant film people. If I said both of their names, you would know it's a mm, yeah. Two years we prayed, prayed, prayed. Next thing you know, one of our G-level leaders in Canada, he 
said, give it to her. She had never done anything either, wow. except for she produced a small music video, which is prolific. She yeah. never had skills. So now, yes. I said all that to say, yeah. we are in production. We're starting wow. production companies, one in Canada, yes. one in the U.S. We're working wow. on the movie Contempt. And Miss DeWitt just put a book in my hand oh, uh, three days ago. Oh, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> wanted her to tell you as listeners just the dynamics of what all just the different areas of her testimony to do to make impacts and Dr. C before we go any advice that you may have or any words of wisdom that you wanted to give listeners whether they're wanting to go into business or wanting to become a foster parent or even go into government is there any words of wisdom you would like to give them Yes, yes, words of wisdom. And I love how she say that's it. But it's not really it because it's always words of wisdom <laughs> with Dr. C. <laughs> I love it. And I just love just her transparency and how God has just used her in so many different ways. Your other services. As a family, you host giveaways for the holidays, back to school. Okay. What I did, if you had the passion to do that, 
all the time. Yes. My job was to get out there, get the resources, a refrigerator, yes. connect you with the government, do this. So I understand how to build, how to build networks, how to build community, how to build businesses. That's my thing. So whatever they may need, they can come through you since you're the host. <laughs> and then we will pray and see yes. which way we can go to assist. That's all. I'll be honored to connect you as led the, to the right resource. Dr. C, it's been an honor having you on Foster Thank My you. Stories. <laughs> Thank well, you. It's my honor because, Aww. listeners, you have to know this young lady. Oh. <laughs> I didn't need to talk to this young Uh-oh. lady. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, and she knows. I'm like, what? <laughs> then when she began to say, my heart leaped. I said, okay. Oh. And remember our first call? Oh, my goodness. We talked and we talked. Yes. And we, it was just God connection. Yes. And we talked. And I have seen you oh. not just grow. You have launched oh. really big. Oh. Because you had a thousand things in you. Yes. But as a mentor, our job or our role and honor yes. is to say, hey, let's look at what God is doing with your top things. Yes. Let's launch those and let's do. And anything that we can do to help you, hey, it's no problem. Yes. Because freely, God has given us. And freely, that's what we do. We give. We give. Yes, yes, listeners. And I'm humbled to hear that really that recap because I'm imagining it now I remember my excitement being on the phone with Miss Becky and then she's like I want you to to my mentor and I got excited about that and then when I got on the phone with Dr. C I was like a little kid in the candy store I had just so many stuff I want to say and I know she's like this girl's just running a mile a minute but it's been a dynamic since that initial call with both uh, Miss Becky and with Dr. C I've just been honored to learn and grow and that's really how this podcast kind of got a birth as well I had a stirring not just with you know of course wanting to grow the foster care adoption orphan underserved communities but podcasting that was part of it not knowing of course then that this would be part of the journey and I really thank God for using Miss Becky and Dr. C to help stir those gifts and he sent them g-level to me and I hope he sends them to you as well and yes and if you listeners would like to be a featured guest that is a individual that has a testimony relative to the underserved foster adoption communities or community guests where you work community and helping any one of those communities foster care adoption underserved orphan or you yourself have a testimony like Dr. C here where you've taken in foster children you were an adoptive parent I would love to speak to you here on foster my stories you can inbox at gracefully chosen 2020 facebook page and you can also catch new content wednesdays at 3 p.m eastern standard time via red circle audible spotify radio republic and google Podcasts. and remember being fostered adopted orphaned and underserved simply means you're gracefully chosen dr c thank you so much for being my guest and listeners you take care